For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchie as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian life. Bishop Edward Butry is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Poiman Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butry for a life changing encounter with the Word of God. What a blessing and what a pleasure to be in the house of God again. Amen. Lift up your right hand and thank him. Just thank the Lord this morning. Bless his name. Welcome his presence into your heart. Pray that God will speak to you this morning. And that you will receive a blessing through his word. Father, we thank you. We are grateful. We bless you. We give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Be seated, everybody. Right. How to be humble like Jesus Christ. What it means to be humble like Jesus. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. We are called Christians. And we are called after Christ. Jesus the Christ, son of the living God. And you should look like your father. There are some fathers, when they look at their children, they wonder whether their children belong to them. Because nothing, nothing shows that this child belongs to him. He can't see any resemblance physically, even in, in the way they think and do things. That's why some fathers do DNA, to check whether the children belong to them. They are not sure. The Bible says that nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. The Lord knoweth them that are his. God knows those who belong to him. That's why calling him Lord doesn't make you a son or a daughter. He knows those who belong to him. Because many of us, there are traits, character traits, attitudes. Move, come and sit here because you are spying the window. I don't know what you are watching. Yes, move. Come here. Beautiful. What was I even saying? Yeah, the Lord knows those who are his. For some of you, you call him Lord. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Then it's like, I live for you alone. Every breath that I take. Then something is doing you. Yeah. But that's all it is. Oh, yes. I am a father. My children call me daddy. Eh? Yeah. I'm also a pastor. Some people call me daddy. But some people, when they call me daddy, I know that I'm not their daddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No matter how nice they say it. 
and how romantic they appear. No, 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 no. I'm not their daddy. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come on to me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I, the Lord Jesus Christ, these are the words of Jesus. I will give you rest. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you. Now, the call of Jesus to everybody here is to come to him. Because, you see, there are things that burden us. Everybody here. Sometimes, even if you don't know what is wrong with you, something is wrong with you. There are forces, there are things that are determined not determined to make you not to fulfill your purpose. What God wants for you is not what you automatically get. Oh yeah. What God wants to give you is not what comes to you automatically. You see, it's just like a parent who pays fees for their child. There is a purpose and a reason for looking after you. But you see, if you, the recipient of the blessing, you don't also apply your heart to wisdom. Your father can take you to the best school. He can buy nice things for you. He can give you good food. You grow up and be an irresponsible person. Yeah. Yeah. Go to expensive schools. I've seen people whose fathers have paid for expensive schools. Yeah. And they gave back their fathers cheap Results. Yeah. Poor results. Didn't even graduate. Can't even think. Can't even reason. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, the call of Jesus is that all of us should come to him. And come to him because he knows that we are burdened. He says, you bring your problem. Bring it. And I will give you rest. How will he give us that rest? Then he goes to explain it. He says, take upon you my yoke. Now, take upon you anything that burdens me. Let it be your burden. You know, when you are a little child, when you are young, if they leave you in the house, you will do what you want. Even when there are instructions as to what to do, by the time they come back, you haven't done it. Do you know what you are doing? You are not taking upon yourself the yoke of your parents. <laughs> you want to do what you want and get what, what they, what, and get what they have to give to you. It doesn't happen. So when your mother comes back, insults. And sometimes beating, they will hit your back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, take my yoke upon you. Every Christian, anybody who is sitting here, the call of God upon your life is to take upon your, yourself the yoke, the burden of Christ. Now, have you done that? And how do you, he says, and learn of me. What, what, what do you see Jesus do? Eh? Hallelujah, eh? Hallelujah, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's the son, what? Yeah. 
We are happy, singing, dancing. You, something is stirred up in you. But when there is an instruction that must provoke you to learn and become like him. See, when you learn from somebody, you become like the person. You think like the person. There are many beautiful girls here who cannot cook. When they cook, they won't eat it themselves. Because, because there, is, there is nobody they are learning from. And sometimes, some people have people they can learn from, but they don't learn. He says, learn of me. Why does he want us to take upon us his burden and learn from him? This is the reason. For I am meek and lowly in heart. I am not puffed up. I'm not proud. I'm the son of God. Recently, I saw a video of the son of an African president who traveled and appeared in another country without passports. Oh yeah, he sat in a private jet and flew to another country. And when the immigration detained him and they were questioning him, he stood up and he slapped the he slapped the immigration officer, the white man. I am the son of the president. You see, all of you are shocked. If your father was the president, you there, you won't slap or you will shoot. <laughs> yeah. You see, sometimes when children know who their parents are, it makes them proud. My father is. My mother is. And who are you? Yeah. Do you know who I am? We've had we've had these words plenty times. One day I was with a friend. His father is a very prominent person. We're driving in town. We jumped the traffic light. He jumped. In fact, he was driving. I was in the front. He jumped and then the policeman crossed us with the motor and stopped us. He asked for license. He asked for car documents. Then he said, why did you jump? He said, I didn't jump. My friend said, I didn't jump. <laughs> he said, I'm arresting you. I'm taking you to the police. He said, give me my license and my documents. Then the policeman said, you have offended. Hey! Then his himself came. Do you know who I am? You will lose your job. You will lose your job. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see, there are people whose you see, if your father is a president or a minister of state or whatever, it doesn't make you great. But the fact that some children or people feel that this is the person, you know, 
It makes them proud. They don't respect anybody because they know that, look, you can't do anything to them. If, because sometimes, some of the parents too, when you, when you discipline their children for doing wrong, they come and discipline you for correcting their children. Yeah? <laughs> so, it, is, it makes them proud. So, you see, when Jesus uses these words, I am meek and lowly, you don't understand it. The son of God who answers to no one. Eh? The son of God. If there is somebody in this world who must be proud, it is Jesus. Who is Jesus? He is the savior of somebody who can save the whole world. Eh? You even your family, you can't save them. You can't, you can't save yourself from your problems. Eh? You can't save your children from their problems. We should humble ourselves. So that's why he says, take upon you my yoke and learn of me. There are many of us here who are not, you see, you are Christian by uh, uh, official expression. When they ask you religion, you write Christianity. But in conduct and in spirit, you are not like the child of God. You do not learn from him. Oh yeah. I have a cousin whose father was a CEO of a big corporation in Ghana. When you go to their house, you see the father. They have some garden and lawns and flowers. Then he, the father is always in the garden pruning, watering, I mean, sitting down, reading, cleaning the father. But my cousin, my cousin, he would dress, wear his sneakers, wear his jeans, and sit in his father's car, and be driving like the owner of the car. Yeah, from girls to girls. Yeah, yeah. When you see your father, simple. Simple. In, in fact, his sister, one day, a certain brother came to visit their sister. When he came to the house and he saw their father, he thought that their father was the houseboy. Oh, yeah. But he's the owner of the house. He's the breadwinner. Very simple. He can chat with you like, you know, any. When you come, he will welcome you nice. But the children, the children, <laughs> yeah, they don't look like their father. They look like their mother. Forgive me, mothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every one of us must resemble Jesus. Because when you don't look like him, ask yourself, who do you look like? And there is only one thing, one person that you look like. His name is Lucifer. The puffed up man. If you don't look like Christ, in the realm of the spirit, because there is only there's the Holy Spirit, which represents Christ and God, the Father. They are one. 
and there are evil spirits that represent Satan and the fallen angels. They are also one. So any trait that is not Christ-like is devilish. There is no middle ground. There is no middle ground. You see, you will never be happy if somebody tells you that you look like the devil. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. There was a sister whose big sister fights and has been fighting with everybody in the family. And she gave birth to a daughter. And the daughter looked like the big sister. So when they tell her, your sister looks, your, your daughter looks like your big sister, she becomes angry. Because the nature of the big sister is not something that should be, you know, used to describe her daughter. But you see, everything the daughter does is like, for some of you, you never like to be called a devil. Everything I do, mm-mm, mm-mm, everything you do, is a song. Yes. Where am I? Okay. What it means like to be like Jesus. How to be humble like Jesus. What it means to be humble like Jesus. Number one, when you are humble like Jesus, you are meek and lowly. Matthew eleven twenty nine. For I am meek and lowly, gentle Jesus, meek and mild. Look upon the word, little child, pity my simplicity. Suffer me to come to you. Are you all right? Wow. Gentle Jesus, as for you, agitated Paul. What is your name? Put your name there and add agitated. No, you are not gentle. You are not gentle. You are not gentle. Why don't you look like Jesus? What does it mean to be meek? What does it mean to be lowly? James chapter 3 and verse 13. James 3, 13. We've got a few minutes. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Who amongst us lays claim to wisdom? Let him show out of a good behavior. Old English conversation is not talking. Let him show out of a good behavior his works with what? meekness and wisdom. Christ is both the power and the wisdom of God. Somebody who has power but exhibited humility. I'm telling you. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. You see, some of you, the day you don't have power now, but you are proud. The day you have power, only Jesus can say, only Jesus can say, yeah, yeah, only Jesus can say. He says, 
Verse 14, read on. Let's go. We are going. We are moving on. But if you have, listen on. If we have bitter envying and strife in our hearts, show me your wisdom. By your behavior, show me your wisdom. By your behavior. It is only shown in humility. Your behavior. How humble you are. That's what shows your wives. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against it. Don't say I'm humble. Any, you see, do you remember what Jesus said? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Let me tell you something. Life, eh? When we are all growing up, what we go through affects us. Many of us, we grow, we don't understand our parents. Our parents also don't understand us. So, there's always strife. There's strife. Contention. When your father is correcting you, you think that he doesn't like you. When your mother is correcting you, you think that the person doesn't like you because you understand. And when the parents are also correcting, they don't understand you. So many parents don't know their children. You see, one day, a lady spoke to me about her life. Then I said, does your mother know what you've been through? She said no. 24-year-old lady who lives with the mother. 24 years of her life, her mother doesn't know her. Now, now how, how can you, how can a mother love, correct, and be there for somebody she doesn't know? So it generates strife, contention. You don't understand why she's reacting that way. Because somebody was abusing, somebody started abusing her, and the person intimidated her and said that when she says it, she would die. Yeah. And the person was close to the mother. So she sees the person with the mother and she's angry. And there's bitterness and anger. But the mother doesn't understand it. The mother sees a stubborn child. A proud daughter. She's an innocent person. But you see, your innocence doesn't insulate you from bitterness. Sometimes little children have pain. You know, our children, as we are growing up, children are competitive in nature and they, co- they make comparisons. Sometimes, when, when, when you, you, don't, you can't afford some things for your children, you see, it doesn't make you a bad parent. It's a stage of life. But sometimes the children look. We don't have shoes. These people have shoes. Look at what we are wearing. We have been wearing it all the time. Even what we are coming to eat. The baby, they go and visit their friend. Hey! They go to their room. Hey. Hey. They don't want to come back to their house. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a spirit of envy that starts even when we are children. You can't pay school fees. They, 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 They come and stand in the class and call your child's name. 
Bojan, go home. <laughs> oh, yeah. We used to, you see, it's not their fault, oh. But it is, these are the things. Some of you, let me tell you, you've gone through things. You feel ashamed. You go through things. I have a friend whose father married another, I mean, the, the, the father divorced the mother and married another woman. And the father traveled. And the way the mother was treating him, he couldn't live in the house. So the father made him go and stay with his friend. And the father was sending money for his upkeep. But every day, he eats one type of food. Every day. Every day. Yeah. As young as he was. He used to be angry. Yeah. He used to be angry. When, when you do something, you see, we shouldn't elicit a certain response, he goes overboard. Because there is, there is something in him yeah, that triggers. Everybody has something. You see, sometimes there are some people who, are, who grew up in their home where there is money, there's everything, but there's no love. The parents don't have time. And you, you think you have given your children everything. They have a nice room. They have air condition. They have phones. They have nice clothes. They can eat anything they want, so they should be happy. They, 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 you don't have care. You don't have time. They can't re- interact with you. They can't share anything with you. Then they see their other friends who don't have all the things that they have, but they, are, they talk about their parents. And my daddy said, and my mommy said, but you, daddy, you have not said anything to your son. So, so as, as we grow, eh, we have different emotions in us. And these things, they distort us, I'm telling you. So that's why when you come to Christ, you have come with a burden. There are things. The gospel and the power of God's word, it reaches everybody, poor, rich, black, white, whatever, woman and man. So you come with a lot of things inside you. And when you come, you see, don't be in self-denial. Some of you, you guard your problems. You build a stronghold around your problems because they give you a certain security and identity of who you are. A reminder of who you are. You don't want to lose that identity, but you got to lose it. When I was growing up, my father had, he looked after almost everybody in the family. They used to come and live in the house. Sometimes you don't even, they are, they are, they are, they are introducing people as cousins, whatever. I mean, people, all kinds of people. But you see, as they are also there, they come with problems. And I used not to like it. Sometimes when we go to school, we, we used to go for boarding school. When you come back, they've taken your things, your clothes, your shoes. Yeah. Sleeping on your bed. They've worn your socks. When you take the socks and you smell it, you wonder whether it's a pig who was wearing it or a human being. One day I was with one of my cousins. He, when he goes out and he comes, we're, we're in the same room. He doesn't bath. He will be sweating. And I couldn't handle it. I took, I, that day, I don't know what occurred to you. I took a bucket of water. I was waiting for him to come. When he came, no, he came to lie on the bed. I said, three, three. I poured the water on him on the bed. Oh, it was a nice ponding. Yeah. I'm not saying go and do some. I've changed. 
My father was angry with me. Rightly so, is that not so? But I didn't understand it. So I thought he doesn't like me. He likes these people more. So as I was growing, I started disrespecting him. When he tells me to do something, I won't do it. When I started working and getting money, I became proud. I go and come anytime I want. But I didn't know that I was destroying myself. I was not hurting him. Sometimes you don't give up the pain, the bitterness, and the negative emotions because you think you are doing something against the other person. No, it is you. Yeah. Let go. Some, no matter what somebody has done to you, forgive them. Because you are the one who needs healing. If, if you, it, it's, it's a very difficult thing. So many people struggle with it. Then the Bible says, but if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not. Don't think that you have achieved something. You have married. You can take it. You see, if you don't heal, eh, when you marry, it will not work. You can have children, then you, grow, you pass on the bitterness to your children. There was a woman whose husband left, the, left her with four children and disappeared from their lives, just like that. Yeah. Eight years, they didn't hear from him. They suffered. She was, she was dependent on the husband. So she had to start selling bush meat and things that she never imagined, things just to survive and look after their children. And, and as she was going through the pain, she was talking and saying things. So their children grew up angry and bitter. Their boys were there. They don't respect anybody. Don't, they, don't, they don't submit. And the, the girl, the first daughter, doesn't, can't even relate properly with people. Can't trust. Amen. Yeah, hey. Every man reminds him, sorry, reminds her of her father. I don't understand why other people have it better. But we don't have it. When we're young, one of the things I learned from my father, don't look down upon people. When, when I used to complain, hey, this, my, this one has taken my shirt, this one has taken my... He would say, no. You get another one. But you see, I didn't understand it. This thing that we call Christianity, it's a life-transforming journey. It's not a show. Oh, yeah. It's not a show. You have not come to a theater to come and laugh. It's a journey. Verse 15. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. You see, it is talking about the inability to let go of your, what you have gone through. There are people who protect their pain because it gives them an assurance of what they have to do. Yeah. yeah. When I get money, this is what I'll do. When I prosper, this is what I'll do. And because of that, it's a motivation. So they can't let it go. And the Bible says, this wisdom, it does not come from God. But it is earthly, sensual. It is weak. Sensual feelings, they don't last. When you have an erection, it cannot last for one year. Devilish. Because it's not godly. 
It doesn't matter what somebody has done to you. Eh? Learn. Sometimes even some of you ladies, when you meet a man who says he wants to marry you and he lies to you, takes advantage of you, sister, the next person will not be like that man. But some of you, eh, you decide that I will show men. You show them. Then your journey is vengeance. Yeah. So the, wrong, the right people suffer. God gives you the right person to bring you healing. And, but you go punish them there. Verse 16. For where envy and strife abounds, there is confusion and every evil work. You think you know more? God knows more than all of us. Sometimes you can be in a marriage. Eh? One day a, husband, a, a woman said, if I have a gun, I will shoot my husband. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because of what she was going through. Hey! The contention is too much. Hmm. You are quiet. Where's my scripture? Oh yeah. But the wisdom that is from above is first what? Pure. Now, listen to me. Remember what Jesus said. I'm, I'm linking the scriptures. He says, take upon you my yoke and learn of me. The wisdom that is from above which is from Christ, is pure. You see, when something is pure, it drives away impurities. That's why they put alum in water. Science students, is that not so? Eh? Yeah, to purify the water. When you are drinking water, you say you call it pure water. Pure water. Pure water. Sometimes when you're going to drink some water and you look at it, say, mm, what is this? Yeah. When you see that it's very clean and white, you, you, you drink it without thinking because it looks pure. You see, the spirit man loves purity. Yeah. The spirit man loves purity. But when you allow your soul with the pain and the and the unforgiveness, the bitterness, and the contentions that you have been through to guide you, you make your spirit impure. Yeah. But this wisdom that is from above is first pure. And he's talking about the, the wisdom that is from Christ. He says, learn of me. You see, when you start learning from Christ, eh, there are many things you will let go. You see, some of you, you can grow up and their parents, and by what they have been through, they train you to dislike some people, not because the people have done something against you, but because they don't like them. They pass their impurity. Then, peaceable. Now, we are talking about traits of humility and loneliness in heart. Can you imagine, you see, do you know why the world respected Nelson Mandela? He was a different type of African. 
Somebody who was put in prison for 27 years. Do you know what 27 years in prison is? And he was in hard labor. He was used to work. And when he came out, the, even the whites, they were afraid. They thought that if he comes to be their president, the blacks are the majority in South Africa. They are dead. But you see, there was peace around him. South Africa was different under Nelson Mandela. Because the whole black race, they were, they were, they were black, uh, South Africans said they are very strong. Yeah. They are very aggressive. Yeah. But you see, because he had the certain spirit, he controlled the whole nation. There's no need to revenge. It is rather time to build ourselves. You know, sometimes when you go through something and you, you take up revenge as your vision, you can't accomplish what your vision is in life. Yeah. So you, you take upon yourself something that shouldn't be part of your life. That's why when you take upon you the yoke of Christ, he's, he's called the Prince of Peace. Oh yeah. He gives you peace and calm. Me, I could have been wicked though. I was wicked in school, I'm telling you. When I was in boarding school. It's a wicked senior. Because when I went to Form 1, they bullied me. So when I also became a senior, I said, Ee, Oh yeah? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yeah? What I suffer? Oh, that's my suffer. <laughs> yeah? I remember one day, one of my juniors, I met him in town after school, many years. He was laughing. Come and say, hey. I mean, his posture. Hey. Is that you? So I was surprised the way he was behaving. Say, hey. When we were in school, that they fear you, brutal. <laughs> hey, that's boarding house. Some of you haven't been to boarding house, so you don't know how it is like. Like, we, we have gone to school, though. Your father has given you gari, sugar, milk, shito, sardine, milo. Then the senior says, hey, one small boy, come here. <laughs> then he comes to open your things. Then he takes what he wants. Oh, yeah, that's boarding school. You say, wow, that's why people you don't respect. Some of you, if you have gone to boarding school and you meet seniors who, who, who treat you with sense. <laughs> yeah. You respect elderly people. Yeah. So, and I couldn't understand it. Why? You don't you have a father? <laughs> don't you have a mother? Why, why did you not bring? And sometimes they have their things so, But the spirit of greed. Yeah. They will collect your things. Hey. So, I had a mate. When he is coming to school, he does, you know, shit shit. you know what shit is? His shito was nice. So the first time when we went, the seniors collected it and they ate it. So when he was coming the second time, do you know what he did? He did two types of shito. <laughs> One has hot pepper. <laughs> and the other one is the nice one. And he managed to hide the nice one. So the seniors have come. Hey! Hey! <laughs> 
your, your brother she told, open your troubles. They took it away. <laughs> they didn't know that they have taken a bomb to their <coughs> to their <coughs> dormitory. Hey! When they ate it, they said, "Ha! <laughs> you want to kill us? Hey! I'm telling you, from that day, they didn't come to him again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because you see, listen. Sometimes when you revenge, you feel good, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you treat somebody for what they have done to you, you you feel good about it." Yeah. So it's pure, peaceable, gentle. The same word as meek. And easy to be entreated, easy to be appealed to. You know, when you don't let go, one of the reasons why many people walk in the spirit of pride is because they don't want to let go their pain. You take it that I will, I, I will deal with it. So you can't be reasoned with. You can't. It destroys marriages. It destroys religions. When, when there's a, an issue between two people, sometimes you talk to the two. One person will understand. One will not understand. Now, when one doesn't understand, it means the matter is not resolved. And whatever you say, you cannot appeal to that person. Some people are unreasonable in their thinking. So it's like, they've decided that I won't forgive. I've heard a mother say that I will never forgive my husband till I die. Oh yeah, these are words of a Christian mother. There is a wisdom that is impure. That cannot be appealed to. It's like, Yes, when we listen to the story, it's painful. Your husband, he loses his job. You are supporting him. Then he is accusing you of sleeping with somebody to bring money. And then he tells his family people that you are a prostitute. You are sleeping with people. And they too, in their ignorance, they are attacking you. You see, when you are a mother, you can't just be, it's not a laughing matter. So it, and your children are confused. You see, because he says it openly. He says it openly. So your, the children now don't know whether mother is a mommy is prostitute. What, is, what does that mean? Because when he's angry, he will, he will say it. Useless woman, this, that, this, that. And it has affected her. She, she says, I will never forgive till I die. You see, that wisdom is not from above. I'm telling you. Do you know, do you know why Jesus said we should learn from him? Look at Jesus. Who, you see, everywhere he went, he was doing good. A mighty healer. He cleansed the lepers. When the cripples saw him, they started walking. Everywhere he went, my God was doing good. Then this same Jesus, somebody calls him 
anything, devil. You see, some of you, it's like, if some, it's like some, you, you are with people and something gets missing. You know you haven't taken it, but because you are there, they say it's you. Some of you, yourself will come. You're calling me a thief. I will curse you. You will see what I'll do to you. I'll never forgive you. You want to destroy my name. You can't handle it. can't handle it. But Jesus, he endured the contradiction of sinful people who were rather calling him a sinner. He was eating and fellowshipping with the people and preaching to them. He said, look at this guy. He's a wine baby. He's a drunkard. And a glutton. He eats a lot. Because John the Baptist, we know him. He, he doesn't eat. Yeah, always fasting. And, and he's moving around with all these prostitutes. You see, Mary Magdalene, whom we read about, the Bible says, out of whom went seven devils. A woman that demons have gone out. You are walking with the woman. Eh? A woman that can massage your feet with her hair and perfume. Brother, you, you will get feelings. Yeah. They, they, can't, they can't understand it. So accusations were being leveled against him. Yeah. But did you hear him fight back? But as for you, you go fight. You be ninja. Hey. Hey. Snake in the monkey shadow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What do you take me for? How dare you say that about me? Oh, yeah. The reason why many, many, you see, in court, if you go to court, there are many cases called defamation. It's like somebody says something you are not. Because you are protecting their name. Oh, yeah? Our humility must be like that of Jesus. It doesn't mean stupidity. There are two different things. Sometimes some people, when you tell them to forgive and let go, it is almost like a sign of weakness. But humility makes you strong. Oh, yeah. It preserves your life. You know, many sicknesses that we suffer are triggered by our emotional states. Many sicknesses, physical sicknesses, ulcers, high blood pressure, high sugar, uh, all those things. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. They are your, the state of, when you are angry, you can't forgive, eh? you can go into a shock. Yeah. Yeah. It produces negative. What do they does it does when anger produces something, laughter also produces something. So they say laughter is medicine to their heart. Yeah, it's in the Bible. That's why happiness, people when you, you have to learn to laugh. Some of you, even when there's a laughing matter, you can't laugh. Lord of mercy. Full of mercy and of good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. But the most important one that I was highlighting here was gentleness. Gentleness. 
lowly and meek. Ask yourself, are you, are you a meek person? Are you humble? Hmm? Elisha. Some children were laughing at him. Look at this bald man. He called birds. Birds to come and kill the children. Oh, yes. Number two. When you are humble like Jesus, you do not do what you want. One of the many problems we have in the church and in Christianity is that we are doing what we want. John chapter 6 and verse 38. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. That's why when he was on the cross, he, he, it was, the suffering and the pain was too much. But he said, Lord, let this cup pass me by. Let me not go through this. I don't want to go through this, but nevertheless, let your will be done. Sometimes when you are, in, when you are going th- through things, you, you see, it's, it's an expression you can't deny yourself of to speak about it. The pain. But do you ever come to the point where you say, let your will be done. And you don't just say it by word. Jesus offered himself and he gave up the ghost. That's what the Bible says. He died. Nobody killed him. <laughs> oh yeah, Because that's what he was sent to do. The will of him that sent him was to die and to give his life a ransom. He laid down. That's why I lay my life down and I take it up again after three days. That's the son of God. You do what you want. You see children. Little instructions. You won't obey. You do what you want. Don't go. You have gone. Don't go out with this boy. He has gone inside you already. You didn't just go out with him. Yeah. Yeah. He's li- he's living in you. The Bible tells you don't marry such a person. You have married already. Don't do this kind of work. That's what Christians will do. When you take upon yourself the yoke of Christ. Ask yourself, what should your life be patterned after? That's why Paul said, I can do all things through. It means that anything you are doing, Christ first. By you. You know, when I was young, I made mistakes that I didn't know were mistakes. I explained foolishness as wisdom. I know what I'm doing. But as I grew, I realized that hey, every word of correction was a word of wisdom from somebody who has been through things that you don't understand. We are followers of Christ. 
we are followers of Jesus the Christ, son of the living God. Oh, yes. Why do you want to only do what you want? Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13. Ecclesia 12, 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. This is King Solomon. King Solomon started life by asking God for wisdom and knowledge. And he didn't ask, his father had enemies. He grew and saw his father fighting battles. There were brothers who didn't want him to be king. They wanted to kill him. There were enemies of Israel. They didn't respect his mother because of the way his father married the mother. So as a child, he would have grown as a bitter and envious child. But he asked God for something, wisdom and understanding. And God said, hey, you have not asked. God was thinking that naturally. You see, if you were to be asked, you ask for the hand of your enemy. Lord, kill them. Let them scatter. Let them scatter. Let them die. But what did he do? He asked for wisdom. And God gave him wisdom and said, and I will add riches. And God told him, his father had told him, and God also reminded him, don't have anything to do with strange women. Because David, he loved women, but no woman turned his heart. David loved women more than Solomon. I'm telling you. Solomon had 700 uh, wives, 300 concubines. It doesn't mean he liked women. David was a lover of women. A man who kills people and gives their foreskin as bride price. Yeah. He fought battles because of his wives. When he was old, they brought a young girl, Abishah, this like beautiful girl, so that daddy is into women. The woman will give him want. But they realized that he couldn't respond, so they knew that it was over. Yeah, the only way they could see whether he was still David was to bring a woman around. And he had more children than Solomon. Solomon, he couldn't even sleep with a woman. Yeah, he had 1,000 women in his life. Do you know the number of children Solomon had? Eh? If every woman gives him one, yeah, that would have been a, a story. Yeah. David had five wives, 13 children. Eh? 18. Or th- thir- one of them, 13 or 18. Yeah. Five wives. Uh, compared to somebody who had 1,000 and, and had only three. He didn't have time for the woman. But he went through life and made mistakes. What they told him to do is not what he did. He fell in love with the strange woman. Because you see, you can be attracted to the physical appearances of women. He met Ethiopian women. He met Egyptian women. Seductive women. Hey! All types. Then he said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. 
That's what it is. And keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. When you take upon yourself the yoke of God, this is what you are doing. There's a fear, respect for God. That's your duty. But some of you, when you leave church, church also leaves you. You have 20 children. Yeah. Wonderful. Compared to Solomon. When you Google Solomon, how many children Solomon had, you will see that Solomon. And even the one that he had, the first one became a fool. Yeah. Oh, yes. Don't do what you want to do. Leave me. I know what I'm doing. Leave me. You see, you have been doing what you think you should be doing up to today. What has it done for you? Sometimes when I, when I, when I, when I see people who want to marry and take major decisions for their lives, and they don't want any guidance, I see a fool in manifestation. Oh yeah. You want to do what you want to do. And you don't also do what everybody is doing. What does God's word say? What does it say? My time is up. The last one. When you are humble like Jesus, you declare that you cannot do anything by yourself. That's humility. I'll marry. And I'll do this. And I'll do this. And I'll do this. You will be frustrated. I'll go to America and I'll work and I'll... You see, some people calculate their lives. (laughs) And they think that when they get up and they start working, then it's like a magnet. This one works. This one works. This one. No. John... Chapter 5, verse 19. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the father do, for what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the son likewise. Verse 20. For the father loveth the son and showeth him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these, that ye may marvel. Yeah. Jesus glorified his father and attributed what he was doing that people were confused about to God. He said, you know God. This is the work of God. He's not come here for fame. But he came to do the father's will. And you see, that is the exact testimony of the life of Jesus. Everything he did was what God wanted him to do. I do what I see my father do. My father works and I work. What testimony will you give as a child of Christ? What testimony will you give as a child of Jesus the Christ, son of the living God? Hmm? You need to contact the one who sent you and keep in touch And I'm talking about our relationship with God. 
Oh, yes. Because, you see, sometimes you can become proud and move on a certain path for a long time without knowing that you are a proud person. I became proud right under my father's nose. I didn't know. It took God's grace for me to realize that, hey, something is not right. When I became a Christian, one of my prayer topics was that God should help me reconcile with my father. And that's exactly what has happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You call yourself a child of God. Are you one? Who do you look like? If I start showing you the, the nature of Satan, you will see that, hey, you and Satan, no difference. Next week, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Lift up your hands. My time is up. Lift up your hands. It's enough for today. Stand to your feet. Father, thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. Lord, have your way. Touch our lives. Show us your mercy. Bless us, O oh God, and favor us. Deliver us from pride. Lead us into humility, truthfulness. Let our mistakes not be repeated. Sometimes when you have made mistakes and you learn from it and you are confronted with decisions and choices ahead and you don't consider the consequences of the past decisions and you are still leaning on your feelings and your emotions, ask yourself, what is the next mistake I'm going to make? Because that's the exact thing that will happen. Unless you take upon you the yoke of Christ and the burden and the wisdom that comes. Say, I am low. Learn of me. For I am lowly in heart. I'm meek and lowly in heart. Thank you, Jesus. Touch your people. Show us mercy and bless us. We give you glory and we thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the hand of God be upon you. Deliver you from any deception. Any stronghold. Anything that makes you walk in deception and in pride. Take upon you, on, on, upon you the yoke of God. And the wisdom of God. The burden of God. And receive rest. He says and I will give you rest. Sometimes we don't have rest. We don't have peace because we have not taken the things of God upon our lives. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Macarius Church, The Gambia, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly bless you.